Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, welcome in to another edition of the Will Wade Podcast presented by FM Digital Media down here. Good to have you back here for another week and get some insight from the coach after another exciting weekend of college basketball. A lot to get to, including the Big Ten, or excuse me, the Big 12 SEC Challenge, which was in its 10th year. That has been extended to include now the ACC. We'll talk all about that coming up here with the coach. Coach, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, some really good basketball this weekend, coach. Uh, we'll start here. In the uh, in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge, which is close to home, obviously, uh, with uh, with all the games that were happening uh, over the weekend, uh, the big one I-, I thought that really jumped out, obviously, was the Alabama Oklahoma game and the score there, ninety three sixty nine, as Alabama goes on the road to Oklahoma and the Sooners really flex their muscles against the tide. What'd you see against this one? You know, Oklahoma is the type team that can give Alabama problems because they can get Alabama to play in the mud with them. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma to me is a little bit better version of Mississippi State, and Alabama struggled with Mississippi State in the game before Oklahoma. And I thought Mississippi State gave Alabama, or uh, gave Oklahoma a blueprint on kind of how to slow them down. Mississippi State played them close twice. They lost at State. Uh, Alabama beat them. But it was close for most of the game, and Alabama pulled away late. And then State led for most of the game in Tuscaloosa, and then um, gave you know d- didn't didn't win it there at the end. But I think you know Oklahoma is a similarly built team to Mississippi State, all defense all the time, want to get you in a slug fast. And you know Alabama doesn't like that. And when when Oklahoma can score like they did, and Alabama's defense you know is a little deficient like it was at, at Oklahoma. You know that, that that can happen. So, I think it was a surprising result. I wouldn't say a shocking result uh, because that's the type team. If they can get Alabama to play at their pace, which is hard to do, but Mississippi State was able to do it. Oklahoma is able to do it. That's how Tennessee is going to have to do it when they play. They're going to have to get that thing in the sixties uh, to, to to beat Alabama. Um, you know, there's just a few teams who can do that. 
And, you know, that's that's the magic of March, as they say, too. Alabama gets a matchup with one of those teams in the NCAA tournament, and it could be, uh, you know, it could be tough for them. But Alabama's still a great team. I still think they're one of the, you know, the four or five best teams are certainly, I think, the best team in the SEC. Um, you know, we'll see how they bounce back from this. But sometimes as a coach, it, it's, it, it sucks. But sometimes you need a, you know, you need something like this to refocus everybody. And I'm not saying that's, that's what happened because you, you, you guard against, um, you know, you try to guard against this type stuff and, and uh, you know, fans are like, well, how, you know, they got it. Well, it, it's not quite that easy when you've got people in everybody's ear, you know, winning attracts a lot of shit. I used to say that all the time, like winning attracts shit too, because, you know, they're saying, yeah, y'all are winning, but you should be getting more shots and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And I mean, it, it, you got problems when you win as well. And, you know, sometimes things can get out of get out of kilter a little bit with the kids and, and their folks. And sometimes when you lose like this, you can go back and say, hey, maybe my way was working a little bit better. Why don't we get back to what we were doing before when we won like 10 straight? You know, maybe that would work pretty well. Um, and so, you know, I, I think this could be could be good for Alabama. And quite frankly, I, I talked about it last week, you know, like. When you're at Alabama's level, they're in the NCAA tournament. They're probably going to be a one or a two seed. I mean, going on the road to Oklahoma, Oklahoma's like three times as motivated as Alabama was. It was the same thing that happened to us last year. Like, we were going to be in the NCAA tournament last year. We went to TCU, and we got them springboarded to get them into the NCAA tournament. I mean, they were on the outside of the bubble, and they played so desperate. And, like, our guys were ready to play, but – there's just a desperation where TCU just absolutely had to have the game. I mean, we needed it as well, but yeah. Penson was still, you know, so you factor in that Oklahoma really needed that signature win for their resume because they got to go back to slog through the Big 12. And I can't assume Alabama wasn't as motivated to play them as they were to play Kentucky and some of these SEC teams. But I think, I think Coach Oates, I'd look for them to bounce back strong this week. I think, you know, certainly after the close game against Mississippi State and the blowout loss, I think he's got their attention. I think they'll refocus everybody. I think they'll get back to playing uh, how they how they were. But this was certainly a difficult matchup for them, even under normal circumstances. This is the type of team that, that could give them problems. More on the matchup thing uh, that, that you mentioned, because you, as you said, Alabama's probably going to be a top seed in this tournament. But this is a great example of – you know, look, matchups. Like for Alabama, if they're a one seed, they would hate to see St. Mary's on the eight nine line. Now, St. Mary's is going to probably be a four or five. They'd hate to see a St. Mary's in the in the in the Sweet Sixteen. That's the type of team that could just give them absolute fits. Um, you know, so there's certain type teams like stylistically. I guess Oklahoma would be one in like an eight nine game that could give them fits. You know, if they won the you know they're going to win the one sixteen game, but. You know, there, there's certain teams that, that, that are just really, really poor matchups. Oklahoma would be one for Alabama. Um, you know, St. Mary's comes to mind as somebody that would be a four or five seed that would just be a could be could be a nightmare, uh, nightmare matchup for them. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it's uh, you know, a lot of it comes down. That's what the tournament is. I mean, you know, the best team doesn't always win the tournament because you got to win six games, but a lot of it is matchups. And that's what I used to always say is, man, if we could just, you just got to consistently get there. And if you consistently get there, one of the years the matchups are going to favor you. Some of the years the matchups suck. Like you go, God, that's the one team I wouldn't like. 
Uh, my last year at VCU, we got we got beat by St. Mary's. We could have played St. Mary's ten times, we'd have never beaten them. Hmm. Never beaten them. Like they were they were just way better than us, more physical. I mean, we couldn't move their seven foot big kid. I mean, it was it was just a nightmare. And and um, you know, the year before we got great matchups. We played Oregon State, who we could have beaten almost every time, even though they were from the Pac-12. You know, I mean, a lot of it's just the 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 the, the matchups that you get, and and how you you know and, and how it goes. But you just got to keep giving yourself opportunities uh, with good seeds. You know, with top five or six seeds, if you keep giving yourself cracks at it and keep giving yourself those opportunities, eventually. Um, you know, eventually it's going to break your your way. But there's certain, that's for every team. We're talking about Alabama. I mean, there's every team out there who's on the top line has has somebody that could give them that could give them uh, that could give them major major issues. Two games were a possession game at the end. 67-64, Baylor beats Arkansas, and 80-77, West Virginia beats Auburn. What'd you see in these tight matchups? Well, Auburn. West Virginia game reminded me a lot of our game with TCU last year. Uh, West Virginia got up big. Stevenson hit a ton of threes, uh, made a bunch of made, made a bunch of plays, and then Auburn came roaring back, but they could never take the lead. They had it to th- uh, one point, I think, three times, and could never take the lead. They had an and one that rimmed out. Uh, they missed some free throws. You know, they had they had some some major major opportunities and just couldn't. Uh, couldn't uh, couldn't close it out. So um, it was a good win for West Virginia. West Virginia needed that for their resume. I think they're one of the, you know, they're right there on that on, on that bubble. Um, so I thought that was a that was a good win for West Virginia. I thought Arkansas played really really well. Um, you know, Muss had a really good game plan. He paintballed their guards. I mean, he didn't move out of the paint on some of their guards who couldn't shoot. He did a, he did a really really nice job and. Shoot, they executed well at the end. I mean, the Pinion kid got a wide open corner three to tie it off the free throw play. He just shot it off the side of the backboard. But um, you know, I mean, they they executed well at the end. I thought Arkansas uh, played well. But to me, that had the makings of one of those you know games that Muss always finds a way to to to, to play well in and, and 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 dig out for them to be successful and have and have good seasons. And so, I thought uh, I thought Arkansas. Um, played well and, and had chances, but but Baylor's obviously very very talented and very very good. Baylor's got a big game uh, coming up with Texas, I think, on big on big Monday. Yeah, speaking of Texas, Tennessee beats them eighty two seventy one, and this was something that Tennessee after the game they were talking about how they were they were waiting on this one. They were they were looking to get this one back. Um, what'd you see against Tennessee or in Tennessee and Texas? I mean, Tennessee pretty much dominated the game after the first 10 minutes. Texas kept it close, and then Texas went on a little run there to cut it to about 10, and, and then Texas, uh, Tennessee was able to, to you know, stretch their leg and, and maintain the lead and, and, and kind of pull away. So um, it was, uh, you know, it was a good win for Tennessee. I mean, you talk about a team trending towards the one line. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, I mean, if you look at the advanced metrics websites, I mean, they are in love with Tennessee. Uh, all because of the defense. Um, you know, you still – Tennessee's offense – Tennessee's a tight team. If they run into, like, an offensive juggernaut that can score on their defense, you know, Tennessee kind of guards themselves sometimes on offense. And so you don't have to – like, a team like Iowa would give Tennessee fits in an early-round matchup in the, in the NCAA tournament. And so 
a lot of it with them is going to be based on on, on matchups uh, on matchups as well. But um, you know when they when they're able to impose their style of play, impose their will, they obviously scored 80, 80 uh, almost eighty point or eighty points um, in this game against Texas. But um, you know it's uh, they're a good team. Uh, they really, really guard, and, and you know they're going to be in the discussion for a one seed as well. I think Alabama and Tennessee will both get you know one or two seeds. Um, you know if they can just kind of walk the dog from here on out uh, in the in the SEC. Those two are clearly better than everybody else, um, and you know the, the bottom part of the league has pretty much zero chance to beat either one of those two, home or away. Um, so you know they've only got you know, a handful of games that are going to even be uh, competitive, uh, you know, coming on the stretch here. So they've got, they've got a lot of, uh, they've got 10 conference games left. You know, I'd look for both of them to win eight of them at least. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's going to put them in position for very good seed line uh, on Selection Sunday. Kansas got back on track versus Kentucky in Rupp Arena. Uh, as they win by 11 there, 77-68. Uh, what'd you say with Jayhawks getting uh, getting back on track? I mean, Jalen Wilson made huge plays. I mean, really that, you know, I thought Kentucky had a good game plan. That came down to Kansas made shots and Kentucky didn't. I mean, Kansas made some big-time shots, but what Kansas did on the glass, I mean, Kansas dominated them on the, on, on the rebounding. And that is difficult, difficult, difficult to do. Uh, they did what we tried to do last year. They, they face-checked um, uh-huh. to Sheepway, and we tried to do that, and we got called for fouls every damn time. But uh, that's the way to do it, and, and they, Kansas did it, and, and they were able to, to do it successfully. And uh, that, was, uh, that was really, really impressive for them. And they've got such a good program, bounce back from three losses in a row, go on the road and beat Kentucky. Uh, but I thought Jalen Wilson was the difference. I mean, Kentucky, for all their talent, they just don't have anybody like Jalen Wilson. They don't have anybody who can make shots, go to the basket, you know, who can beat you off the bounce, beat you catch and shoot, can play the four, can play the three, can play all over the place. You know, Kentucky just doesn't have that piece, and, and that was literally the difference, uh, the difference in the game for, uh, for Kansas. Um, Coach, we were talking last week about – um, culture. And- Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, 
cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And you had a great answer on culture. And, and Yeah, uh, shoot, I've gotten all sorts of text about that. I didn't know how, I didn't know I was going <laughs> to start getting text from all these people. Like, where, where did all this come from? People are actually listening to the podcast. Um, uh, some, I guess. Yeah, but you were... You Must were, be bored. Did, did you get a lot of agreement with that or did you get pushback on that? Well, the people who are going to text me are going to agree most of the time. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, I'm sure there's people that don't like it, but that's just my, I mean, look, I, I only give my, my, what I think. Sure. You know, that's, that's what it is, is what I think. And so I'm not saying I'm right or I'm wrong, but that's, that's what I believe. When, and that's how, that's how I believe you have to have to do things in this day and age. And look, by judging by a lot of the social media comments on the clip, it looks like a lot of people agree with you in the sense of, that that's what today's world has become. How do you how do you get there in 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 somebody's case like you who's getting back into it and trying to build that from probably ground one, you know, from from the the ground floor? What what's the the key to that in, in finding the right people? Is that is that obviously what it comes down to? Yeah, I mean, you got to have the right people on, on on your staff first of all. That's the most important part. Is is having the right folks on your staff having the staff understand what you're about because i mean i wouldn't use the word culture but once you put your team together for that year you do have to build some camaraderie and you've got to you've got to split you know it's, it's not like you i mean you've got to have some common interests you've got to have some um uh you know some shared values uh that everybody on the team under un- understands um but a lot of it's a lot of it's you know you got to pick the right guys. Yeah. You got to know who you can coach, know who you can't coach. Um, you got to you got to. I, I tell our assistants all the time: it's not who you like; it's who can help me, the head coach, win. Because what you like is not necessarily what I like. Like I, I like certain type players, and and so it's it's not. And, and and I did that as an assistant. I tried to force kids I liked on guys I worked for, and it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's what the head coach wants. It's what the head coach is looking for. And and that's the most important part. And, and you've got to have a staff that understands that, understands your personality. Hey, this is what coach will go for. This is coach is not negotiable. He ain't dealing with this. Um, you know, and so, the, you know, that that's, that's an important part. And then it's also based on the resources that you have around them. Like, yeah. you know, we had a huge – uh, we had a high performance team that was that had a bunch of sports psychologists and clinical psychologists and breathing coaches and all we had all this stuff. And so you had to find kids that you knew like, all right, when we put them in this and they're doing this every week, they're going to be able to go from a four to an eight in this area on a scale of 10. So that'll make them a better player. Um, and that's something they needed was like the mental game. We were going to take them every time because we knew we could improve them there. Um, and so, you know, it just depends on kind of how your program's set up and what you're wired for and then who you can get in that, that can move uh, rapidly, you know, through your through your through your program. And so uh, you just have to you have to understand that you got to understand who you are first and then you've got to have a staff that understands who you are as a program and as a head coach. And then you got to have a staff that can go out and find those guys and disseminate through the BS and get the guys who, who fit who fit those categories for you. What's the process of targeting a prospect 
for someone like you who's in a head coaching position who has so much on your plate that you are programming for just the day-to-day function of everybody that's in the program? What, how, does, how do you learn about players? How do you go about evaluating players? Does your recruiting department take it to you? Do you take it to them? Little bit of both. I mean, look, talent's the price of admission. They gotta have talent. Uh, there's a certain there's a baseline of talent you have to have. But we had so like we had specific traits we looked for at each position. So I had written out specific traits. They weren't non-negotiables, but basically what I was what I was you know looking for. Um, and, and they changed. Like at the beginning, you know, we were trying to take whoever just whoever had talent we would figure out how to play with them right and then it you know like if we'd have kept going you know i wouldn't have taken anybody like that that couldn't switch um because i really liked our switching and the defensive stuff and so you know that made it difficult with some of the guys we maybe had earlier but we had specific traits we looked for point guard two guard three-man, four-man, five-man. Our guys knew which positions were the most important. Like there were three positions that were really, really important for us that we had to have three studs in. And so we spent a lot of time on that and then we could fill in the other the other stuff. And, and, and we knew what we were, we knew what we were looking for. I mean, look, we found, I mean, we, my staff, man, they, they had some good finds. Like, you know, we didn't, we didn't hardly beat anybody for Marlon Taylor. He was a damn good player for us. He was a starter and, but he fit a lot of our, he fit a lot of what we wanted at the three position, and we valued him a lot more than I mean. He had like mid-major offers. Arkansas came in there late when Mike Anderson was there, but I mean, you know, we we found some guys that like Imwani fit us very very well. I mean, he was a top seventy-five player. He's a good player, but we were we were like his first high-major offer because but he really really fit what we you know what we did and 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 what we were looking for at the three. Uh, uh, you know, he, he kind of replaced Marlin. And so, you know, we knew, you know, we had a good idea of what we were trying to, trying to find. And, and certainly we got some, you know, we needed, we needed some real studs at, at the one, two, and the four. I mean, we, we had to, I mean, if you look, all our fours were really good. All our twos were really good. And our point guards were really good and, you know, pretty good our last year. Um, but, you know, you look, we're all, I mean, our guards and our fours are the ones that all are playing making a lot of money right now. And so we spent a lot of time on on, on, on finding that. I always felt um, you're, you're, you know, you play your best player at the four. It's the easiest place to get the mismatches. It's the easiest place to, to, to manipulate matchups. If you look, I mean, Coach K, who's a phenomenal coach, look at all the great players that he's had. Like Jason Tatum played the four for him. Zion Williamson played the four for him. Like all of his studs all played the four for him. Um, there's something to that, that, that you're that you're most talented and your best player, if they're, you know, six, five or above, should 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 play the four. And that's what I mean. Uh, Watford's second year, we had him as the three at the first the first year. The second year we moved him to the four. Uh, we were able to move days back to the four last year. We played Tari at the four last year. And, and you know, I mean, th- th- there's a lot of advantages to your best guy being uh, be in the four. And then obviously your two guards got to be really, really good. We had some, you know, some great players at two and, and we had some really good point guards. And then for us, like a three man was, um, you know, that this was just at LSU. It can be different anywhere you are, but 
you know, our three man, we just needed them to offensive rebound, make a corner three if they could, and get their athleticism into the game defensively. The one thing our threes do very well that we really need them to do is defensive rebound. Your three's got to be able to defensive rebound. It's got to be able to get in there and 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 cut off the water and, and defensive rebound pretty well. And we weren't great at that at the three. And our fives, we could kind of play any type five. Uh, we could just the most the best five we could get, and we could kind of figure out how to how to play uh, how to play around that. But uh, you know, we we had a we had a we had a pretty pretty tight philosophy. Everybody knew uh, you know what we were looking for, and then. Really, um, you know, Nelson Hernandez on my staff, he was our ops guy, but he was pretty much like our general manager. He ran all the off the road recruiting stuff and, and he, he kept up with our roster and, and, you know, he, he knew what was going on and who would be leaving, who would be staying, what we'd be looking for and kind of what the, what the, you know, what it looked like out there in the world of, of who, uh, who, who would be available. I guess that the, the recruiting department and, and building that part of it is is a much more important piece. Well, we didn't we didn't really have a recruiting department. The recruiting part was Nelson, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, 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 I mean Nelson, and then you know our, our, our staff. But I mean, you got you got it. Look, they've got. I mean, all those guys had been with me a while for the most part. Uh, Nelson been with me since VCU. Bill had been with me uh, five years. Coach Nickelberry, I worked with before. I mean, I, I've known him my whole life. I've known him for 20 years. Uh, Vernon Hamilton and I went to college together. He was our, you know, like all my staff had been with me a long time. So they, they knew, um, hey, this is what he's looking for. This dog will hunt. This one won't. Um, you know, and I would go. I mean, I go watch kids sometimes, and I tell them like, he ain't it. No way. He ain't it. Let's move on. Um, and then. You know, we, we would, uh, you know, we, we, we would try to try to try to maneuver it, uh, you know, try to maneuver it from there. But um, it's not an exact science, but you got to hit, you know, if you hit on 60 percent, you've done a pretty good job in recruiting in basketball. Like if you hit on if you hit on 60 percent, um, you know, you, you've done a, You've done a, You've done a nice job uh, in, in, in recruiting. And so. You know, that was, we wanted to hit on more than 60%. We certainly wanted to hit on all, but, you know, there were some kids you took, you knew as a stopgap as you missed on a kid or, you, you know, for whatever reason, you know, believe it or not, we did miss on kids. Um, uh, we didn't get them all, contrary to popular belief. But, uh, uh, you know, when we missed on kids, you know, you had to go back on your fallbacks and you knew, like, shoot, we'll bring them in for a year or two and then, God, we got to have somebody better than this. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that happens, uh, uh, that happens as well, but, uh, you know, it's, it's all expedited with the transfer portal. Now you've got to build it quicker. You got to be more on top of everything. Uh, I would certainly, you know, be, uh, asking for, uh, you know, an extra person in, in the recruiting stuff to kind of manage all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably oh, no, but I'd ask, mm-hmm. uh, but you certainly, you certainly need, uh, you certainly need that uh, today to be able to to manage just everything that's going on. You're managing. I mean, shoot, you got to re-recruit your team too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to re-recruit your team. Like I was going to spend a week last last spring. I was going to take a plane and fly around and go see all, meet with all the kids and their parents at their hometown and put their plan together for next year. I'd already started working on all that on all their plans because. There were some kids I was going to have to, you know, I knew I wanted to get back and they were going to be, 
wishy-washy because their year hadn't gone exactly how they wanted it to go. And so I needed to, I needed to go, you know, I was going to need to go show face and, and do what we want to do to recruit them back. And then that's all part of it now too. I mean, there's some of them I didn't care about. They could just leave, right. but you know, there were ones that I wanted back and I was going to, you know, we we're going to get them back, but we we're going to have to go work. And so that's, that's a part of it too, is having, having a hand on your, your, your pulse of, of your current team and who you want to re-recruit. How does the recruiting schedule work in season? How do you manage that? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know, the assistants went out a lot more than I did in season. Um, I would go out when it was really, really important, mm -hmm. and we could we could work it around the, the 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 schedule. But I would never go out the night before a game, a game, just because I was so locked in with our team. Some coaches do that. I would always anybody who signed with us, I'd always try to. I would always go to one of their games. I just thought that was good, you know, to go to go to one of their games their senior year. We would we would do that, but a lot of it would be. Sometimes, like if we played early on a Saturday, I would fly out and go to game Saturday night. Like we played at like that 11 a.m. slot or one o'clock and I could fly somewhere. Like I would do that on, on Saturdays after games. Um, shoot, we lost um, we lost a tough game at Auburn uh, the year we came in, the year after we won the SEC. We had, we had Auburn beat at Auburn. We lost in overtime. Like I flew from the plane met us there and I flew from there to Atlanta to go see Eric Gaines in the district championship that night. And then, uh, uh, and then, uh, flew back to, to, to Baton Rouge, uh, without the team. So I, like, I would, we would do things like that every once in a while. I'd have to miss the, the coaches show the radio show, um, because sometimes those were two nights before games and I could fly to games and, and, and see kids. And so, um, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was just hit or miss, and, and it would just really try to work in the schedule as best as best we could. But the assistants were the ones who did a majority of the recruiting during the season. Coach Will Wade for the Will Wade Podcast Weekly right here, a part of FM Digital Media, another big week ahead. Coach, real quick here locally, I know that you know a little bit about this story, but uh, Kim Mulkey in the LSU women's basketball is expecting about 14,000 tonight. 
uh, versus Tennessee. You were there when she was hired. Uh, this thing feels like a freight train now. It's running with a lot of momentum downhill as she's a top five team. Uh, what have you, you seen with this program growing and what ultimately you, you anticipate tonight in front of a, a raucous full Maravich Center? I'll be, I'll be watching tonight. My daughter loves watching the game. I mean, I love watching them too. But my daughter loves it. She always points out what she calls her Coach Kim, what Coach Kim's wearing. <laughs> yeah. so I'm sure it'll, be, sure it'll be something wild tonight. It's a whiteout, right? It is. Yep, yep. yep. So it'll be something. Uh, something. I mean, look, I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. I mean, and, I mean, the Reese is just unbelievable. Yeah. They've got shooting. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to have a chance at it this year. But, I mean, next year with the recruiting class, I mean, it's like what you said is right. It's a locomotive going down the tracks, and it's picking up steam. And I don't, I don't think it's going to get stopped anytime soon. Um, and so, I mean, she's, she's, um, she's done just a phenomenal, phenomenal job from the day she got here. Uh, she... Uh, She's done just a, a tremendous job. Her attention to detail is is uh, is, is is absolutely uh, second to none, and uh, I really appreciated that about her. We would meet, you know, once every couple of weeks and go through things with her program and our program, and her and Jen and Johnny and and me and Nelson. We get together and uh, go through everything, and I mean, they were they were on top of every. Uh, every little detail of, of, of everything. I'll never forget this. One of the meetings we went in there and she brought a, uh, like a cup from the game. And I mean, she was mad as hell. She was, can you believe this? Can you believe this? I'm like, like, coach, what the hell's the problem? She's like, they got football players on the cups. This was the cup my, 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 my you know, one of her family members got at the game and was, the, the, she didn't even know. The family member, like, brought it to <laughs> Coach's house after the game, you know? And, you know, Coach was like, well, where'd you get that? She's like, oh, I bought a, a Coke at the concession stand. They served a Coke at the concession stand in that cup? I mean, she's going crazy. I'm like, Coach, I don't care who's on our cups. Like, I, I care about, but I mean, she was going nuts about the, 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 the cup that they were serving at the concession stand. And I'm like, I'm Oh my gosh! I mean, she wants to just go raise hell. I'm, I'm like, coach, you, you take that one by yourself. I'm out of that I can't fight everything. But I'm out, I'm out of that shit, man. You got that? Like, you want to go with the cup? But I guarantee you, you go to that game tonight. I guarantee you, you go to that game. You go on, Jordy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. Buy a damn cup and I am. send it to me. I probably I there's a women's basketball player on that cup tonight. I'm doing I can it. guarantee you, there's a women's basketball player on that cup. I mean, I. I told the coach, I don't care who's on the cup. As long as we win, like, whatever they get in the concession cup, I, it don't matter to me. But, I mean, that, but I'm telling you, like, that's how – Attention to detail. Just and detail. Like, I'm very detail-oriented, but right. some stuff I was just like, ah, whatever. You right. know, like, I'm, not, I'm not losing my mind over a cup. I mean, I mean she brought that thing. She's like, can you believe this? I'm like, what's wrong with the cup? I mean, this is what they're serving at the game. I mean – and uh, I mean, but she's she's phenomenal. I mean, I tell you this now, yeah. she was unbelievable to work with, unbelievable to work with, and and we still stay in touch some. And uh, I mean, she her staff, first class, high high standards. Um, I mean, there's no doubt she's gonna she's gonna win a national title there. Um, I mean, she she's just she she's she's incredible. Her attention to detail is incredible. Her personality. Uh, you know, uh, 
the way the media portrays her some is just total BS. She's not that. Mm-hmm. Like she she cares about people. She looks after people. She she's 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 a really really. Um, she she was fun to work with. We had, we had a very very good working uh, relationship, and I'm not surprised by any success. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for them, and uh, she's going to win one sooner uh, sooner rather than later. That's for that's for sure. I will be texting you a cup around uh, six thirty. I'm, no, I'm texting. I'm doing I it. Promise, I'm doing it. Women's, I promise you, there's a women's basketball player on that cup now. I mean, the stuff. I mean, she came back from Arkansas, and Arkansas's. Uh, Bench seats were different, and she got new bench seats for both stuff people don't even care about. Sure. But she got the seats redone because uh, of how Arkansas was, and I got her stoked up. We went to Vanderbilt, and I, sh- I took videos of Vanderbilt stuff, and I'd send it to her. And we were in, we were in, uh, we were like a night night before shooting around, and I sent it to her because the assistants kind of ran that. I did the day of, but the assistants ran like when we go to shoot the night, you've been with us. Sure. We go in there and shoot the night before. So I walked around their facilities. They had a bunch of new stuff and Nellie and I videoed it and I sent it to her. I mean, she called me two seconds later. Vanderbilt. I mean, she was going, she, she was on one. And I was like, I was like, all right, all right. Got it stirred up. We're good. But, I mean, she, um, she was, uh, you know, she she just has unbelievable attention to detail in her program. She's got a phenomenal staff. I mean, yeah. really, really, I know the staff changed, but I know Coach Starkey and, and uh, the new assistant, he's obviously a recruiting son of a gun. Uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, she's got Greg really, really Reedus? good staff. Greg Reedus? Reedus. Oh, yeah. he must, yeah, he's I mean, he's, stunned, I don't man. know, but he, he must be a hell of a recruiter. Yeah. Um, and, uh you know, I mean, she knows. I mean, she knows what she's after. She knows what she wants, and and she's not going to let anything stop what what she wants to. Um, she she wants to do. There's some stories I could tell that would just blow your mind. Uh, that the way she just thinks, like I, I mean, you know me, I'm nuts. I'm wild. I, I'm all about a fight, but I mean, oh my god, some of the stuff she would come up with. Um. Had you, they didn't want to buy tap her. It out. <laughs> oh my gosh, they didn't want to buy her. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that. I mean, she. <laughs> it's so good. I thought you're like third stuff made me blush. I'm like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like this takes major, major. You know what? I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I think I got pretty big, uh, but I'm like, this is this is this is like neck level. I'm like, oh my. Gosh. That is so good. I mean, she's she is she is she is something else. But I mean, she she does a great job. She yeah. built a total program, like with her with her her her, her tip off club and how she sells that out and how she markets the program. I mean, she's a one man wrecking crew, and that's what you have to be at LSU. You got to be a carnival barker if you're going to be a basketball coach at LSU. Uh, to get people excited, to get people, you know, I mean, and that, and that she had some built-in advantages being from Louisiana. And, I mean, she brought some donors with her that hadn't been a part of LSU. And I mean, they're just stroking. Ch- I mean, she, 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 she was, um, she's a force. She's an absolute force. And on top of that, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal coach and a, and a very good person. 
Coach Will Wade every week right here. I can't wait to see the cup tonight. Me either. I can't wait either. I'm you. Go buy a concession. Go buy the cup. I am. Laborde will be happy you bought concessions, <laughs> so Laborde will like that. You bought a, you bought concessions, but oh, I would have hated to have been in that meeting about those cups. He, I'm sure the administration's just like, what in the world? But to her, it's important. Yep. And it's part of marketing. Like, if she wants to build the next generation of women's players, when, you know, my daughter goes to the game, she wants my daughter to get a cup that yeah. has a women's player on it and takes it home and looks at it, wants to go play back. I mean, there's methods behind everything that she does. It's very, very well thought out. And uh, she's she, she's good with it. Coach Will Wade, every week I'll be getting a cup tonight and texting it over to you at 6.30. We'll be a part of the 14,000. It'll be inside the arena for LSU women taking on Tennessee. It is always good to get insight from the general, Will Wade. We do it weekly here, a part of FM Digital Media. We'll talk to him next week. Coach, have a great week. Thank you, as always. Thank you. All right, man. All right, bro. Uh, See you. True story. Oh, I can't I can imagine. I can't. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.